Welcome to BCM Reviews. I'm your host, Brian, and today I'm joined by... Carl. Thanks, Brian, for having me. It's all good. It's all good, man. So today we are going to be reviewing Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Now, I'm just going to start off by saying that um, this film is what I would call a top-tier MCU movie. It's up there with films like Winter Soldier, Civil War, um, Endgame, Infinity War, like those top MCU type movies. And I, I really feel that this kind of really brings back Marvel to its peak. And I, this is something that I really enjoy about it. Uh, what do you think, Carl? Uh, I would compare it to uh, Black Panther. Why? Mm. For culture wise, if, if you've seen Black Panther, they represented black people like in a good way, Absolutely. like their um their culture. And this movie, oh my god, this movie did a good job to represent Chinese culture back in the ring. Um, they talked what like their um language, their um culture, their like martial arts. So they did like a really good job. So I would compare it to Black Panther just for the culture. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. I, I feel the same way as well. And I do hope uh, that we see more of that in a lot of the future MCU um, movies or TV shows and stuff like that. So uh, let's talk about the good stuff that we enjoyed about the movie. Um, I'm just going to say, say straight off the rip, the fight scenes. Were awesome. <laughs> Actions, bro. A lot of actions. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel that the fight scenes they bring back to those old uh, films like The Matrix. A, a funny, uh, a good thing. Um, the guy who's the cinematographer actually worked on The Matrix, and you can see a lot of comparisons. Listen, yeah, yeah, and it brings back to like those old Hong Kong uh, uh, action movies. Um, another great film that I enjoy very much is the Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, where the fight mm-hmm. choreography and the camera work is very excellent, where it's not like, uh, it's not like quick cuts or quick zoom in, zoom out, yeah. where you can really see the action. And, and how, what do you think about that? Me, I do think that that's my, like, my favorite action movie of Marvel, because as you can see, like in the movie, the characters, they really was into it. Like, they were really into the, like like their um their characters. They were really into the the fight scenes, and they did a really good job. And the movie it reminded me like the old movies of Jackie Chan, Bruce Lee, with all yeah. the action. So I loved it. Yeah, I agree, man. I agree. It, it it really harkens back and really pays respect. And all the actors who were involved really put in 110% in their acting and in the fight scenes as well. So I really do hope to see more of that moving forward and them cracking the ante up. And also, little side note, um, that that uh, you remember when they were in the, uh, the building and they were fighting in the... Um, oh. Let me ask you something. What did that remind you of? It reminded for me. It reminded me. It reminded me that scene from the casino, uh, from Rush Hour, too. No, no, no. That I think it was the one in Hong Kong, 
where Jackie, well, Jackie's character was like climbing the bamboo. Yeah. Yeah. It reminded me of that very much. And I think the reason why is because the guy who was doing the fight scenes was a part of Jackie Chan's stunt team back in the day. And unfortunately, he passed away. And if you remember in the credits, it said in the loving memory of Brad Allen, I think that's his name. Ah. And he unfortunately died like, uh, I think, two weeks ago or last month, which is, you know, unfortunate. But still, he did a great job. And you can really see that he put in 110% in, you know, what he was doing with that movie. Um. Do you have any talking points you'd like to talk about uh, in the, the good? Visuals. The oh, visuals. yeah, the visuals. I, I, I agree. Oh. The visuals are very uh, well made. It really brings you to a whole nother world that we've never seen in the MCU. And I feel visually it, it, it does the, um, the place of uh, Tao Lao justice. Yeah. What, what do you think, Carl? The visual were like top tier. They're top tier. It kept me like watching the movie. It it kept me like like being on the edge of my seat, mm. like the whole movie. And yeah. also, bro, the music, bro. Yeah, the I soundtrack. Agree. The, the oh. soundtrack was really good. Uh, I like the creature. I like the um, the uh, chicken pig. You know, like the headless chicken. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not gonna lie. It looked kind of cute a little bit. You know what I mean? That's that's the. Yeah. Uh, that's like one of those like little plush toys you get you, you get for your girlfriend or something like that. You know what I'm saying? You have this, man. <laughs> I'm too cheap oh. to buy you uh, some expensive shit. You know what I'm saying? I gotta get you this uh, uh, little plush toy. <laughs> <laughs> but also, bro, I'm talking about the small creature, the mm. CGI. CGI. As you can see, they put like well, they had a really good budget for the CGI. Yeah, yeah, I think that due to the pandemic they kind of had a bit more time to work it out a little bit there were times where it felt a little bit too noticeable yeah but it was it was pretty solid you know i i really enjoyed that um one thing i also have to say is i like the um like the creature that you saw like the nine tail uh yeah you know me and you we said that was something straight out of naruto naruto and uh, I really enjoyed the, uh, the the world that we saw, and it, it really makes me interested in seeing more of it because it said that it's one of many cities. So I'm mm. wondering if maybe I'm wondering how they're going to bring Iron Fist into it. But you know, we're going to talk about that later when we talk later, about yeah. the future of the MCU. Um, another one I enjoyed is the story. I felt yes. that the story was very well done. I felt that the story is kind kind of really served all the characters justice from yes. Shang-Chi to Wen Wu to the sister, the mom, Katie, Katie, um, the dad, the dad. I, I really felt that the story really serviced everybody and it did and it uh, it really did its job. What do you think? I do think that the movie had some good depth. So uh, they like, um, how can I say this? Like, how long is the movie? Like, the movie was like two hours, mm-hmm. but then it was really good because there is no boring scene. 
you know i, I agree it, it's not a scene that drags it's not a, like a movie that really loves you to sleep it's something that really engages you yeah. and yes. keeps you really awake and makes make sure that you keep your eyes open for everything that you know every scene basically and and i really feel that that's the great thing about the story and introducing the newest member of you know the mcu and i'm really i'm looking forward to how his story progresses as we see more of him moving forward you know what i'm saying yeah also yeah. i want to talk about the good motives of the villain like oh. in the movie uh, i didn't see shang chi's dad as a bad guy he he did it for love because mm. he has so much love for his wife that died um spoiler alert uh <laughs> well listen this is a spoiler review so, review, so the moment that they come in they know what it's all about uh, facts and yeah like the mom made him like uh put the rings away made him feel like a uh a changed man again yes and the power of love man the power yeah, of love. the power of love and i could like compare him to uh Thanos because mm. Thanos he also did it for like saving the universe because he thought that the universe was like dying yeah, so yeah. him killing half had some good motives but then mm. some people are not gonna see it like the same way but his own perspective he did it for love too so I would put him in like top five yeah I agree I, I feel that and this is something that I've noticed especially in the MCU is that there has been a lot of bad, terrible dads like uh, Ego, Thanos, um, Wenwu, uh, uh, you know, just I, I think I've kind of ca they've captured the whole thing about terrible dads in the MCU. And uh, I think that you can put Wenwu, the, the Mandarin, as one of them. And uh, I'm, I'm looking uh, and I think that um, it's something that I've noticed that they've been uh, they've been doing um what else can we talk about um the actors the actors uh i think simu lu really embodies the character of shang chi very well um mm -hmm. i feel that he gives 110 in every scene he's in and i really feel that he dedicated himself physically to the role like he was jacked and yeah. uh and I, i'm really interested like he 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 very um he has charisma and I'm just really looking forward to where his story goes, you know, moving forward in a possible sequel or how he, you know, relates to the other MCU character that we already know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Also, like, um, I could compare him to like Shang-Chi from the comics and the show, The Ultimate Spider-Man. He was a funny guy. Um, mm. he, the the fight scene reminded me of the show that he was in it. So he he was really invested in his character. That's yeah, what I I, 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 I agree. I I concur. He he was very invested, and when you have actors who are like that, that's really that really elevates your movie. Yeah, and that's something you gotta appreciate. Um. Another one is Tony Leung. He plays uh, Wen Wu, the Mandarin. Um, 
I don't know too much about him, but I heard that he's like really big in Hong Kong and he really made like, a, like you know, type of like um, artsy type movies over there. And he was in the movie that basically inspired The Departed called Infernal Affairs. So Infernal mm-hmm. Affairs is the original movie of The Departed. So it's basically like The Departed is the remake of the movie Infernal Affairs. So he, from what I've heard is that he's a really good actor. I've seen like little bits and clips of him prior to seeing Shang-Chi. And he's like... Um, He's like a really good actor. He's basically like George Clooney and Brad Pitt rolled in one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. So I, I really feel that that's really something that's great about him. And he really plays like, he, he really plays the tortured man very well. And someone who's trying his best to capture something, capture someone that he's, he, he lost and trying to bring them back. And I feel that he plays like the tortured character very well and really earns his spot as one of the top MCUs, MCU villains. And, and it's a shame that he has to die. I would like to see it. I would, like, I, I would have loved to see a bit more of him. More, yeah, same, same. Yeah. And also, um, I like, there's one character that I really like that it's the actor. Uh, you With mean the, Iron Man three? Uh, no, 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 no. It's the actor. Uh, the the guy who was with the small creature. Oh yeah, was... that that was uh Ben Kingsley. That 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 was the uh, the guy from Iron Man three, right? Yeah. Oh my God. That was him. Crap. You forgot? Oh yeah, I forgot. <laughs> Yo. I, for, I forgot, man. You know what? Before I even saw Shang-Chi, there was a one-shot Marvel movie. So this is like after Iron Man 3, and it takes place in prison where um, the actor that played the Mandarin, the fake Mandarin, was being kept. And okay. it showed how he was, um, how he, how he, he, he was, um, well, busted out of prison from, by the Mandarin, by the Mandarin's forces, because yeah. he impersonated the Mandarin and all that type of stuff. And because of that, the Mandarin felt some type of way about it and he wanted to kill him. And I saw that and it kind of made sense. But at the same time, I felt that it didn't redeem Iron Man 3. I, I, no. I don't like Iron Man 3 that Do much. I mean, it, it was a good movie, but it's not like the best movie that's one yeah yeah i i agree i i feel that way about it um let's see what else um aquafina i mean i originally thought that she was going to be annoying in the movie but she's not as bad as i thought she was but she played a character that had purpose and it really played like the outsider to your own culture and really being that person who is brought back to um she plays um the outsider who is brought into the world that brought to the world of of their culture and really embraces um how can you say this um she's like um 
she, she plays someone that's very uh, aloof and doesn't really know what they're doing. But I feel that when she is brought to the world of um, the Ten Rings and Tao Lao and, 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 um, and you know, I felt that she she's given a, a new sense of purpose, basically, That's and I yeah. feel that she's get and and I really enjoyed the chemistry between uh, her and um, and Shang Chi. So that's something that I really enjoyed. So how, what yeah, do you think, Carl? Uh, I do think that she had a, a like a reason to be there, and her presence, bro, it was good. Why? Because um, her sense of humor. Like the entire yeah yeah I remember when she dropped the vagina word I was like what, what? in a Marvel movie Disney allowed yeah. this I Mickey was... Mouse didn't come in it was like nope you better give that shit a rewrite uh, but like her presence bro it made the movie so good like mm-hmm. it it gave uh, Shang Chi like motivation for like what he has to do. Uh, she was a good listener. Yeah, I agree. Him. She was a good listener. And she was also a good friend. But the one thing that I didn't like was like their their other friend. Um, I, f- I forgot her name. You mean the one in the, the restaurant? Yes. Like they could have deleted that scene. Well, the first one. Well, I I just think that the friend, she had no purpose to be in the movie like uh, yeah i agree I, I felt that one of the things that a lot of people don't really like about the mcu is the comedy it feels a bit forced at times yeah in moments where there should be um sorry there should be seriousness yes and i i agree and i think that it's something that i feel that they have to work on a little bit more and you really strike that good blend of drama and comedy. And I mean, we'll see. Uh, let's see. Um, I like Michelle Yeoh. So she's basically, she played the aunt. And I remember seeing her in a few movies prior to this. And she really played that really good maternal figure to replace of the mother. And I really enjoyed like the uh, the sparring scene between uh, her and Shang-Chi and teaching her how to um, how air like- Airbending. Airbending basically. <laughs> and a little side note here, a little off topic, but the people who worked on this movie needs, needs to work on Avatar, the Netflix show. Like the they stunt team, the visual effects, like, 100% this, that looks better than that shit that M9 Shaman made 10 years ago. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, but but let's get back to to- let's get back to topic. Um I really enjoyed her in this movie and she really represented the heart of the movie and the depth that the film really had and I I really feel that, you know, the chemistry that she had with the other actors and it, it was very um very mesmerizing and 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 I really enjoyed that and I and I hope to see a bit more of her in the in in this role moving forward. And also just to add to like what you you said, um, she plays like the mother, you know. Yeah, like the the mother figure, right? Figure, yeah. And also um, the village role. It reminded me a lot of 
avatar from the, I, I agree. the legend of Korra, you know? Uh, no, not Korra. I would say more like Last Airbender. Korra was more I, like steampunk and machines and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm talking about like where um, Aang's son was like living. Oh, you mean Air, Air Temple Island? Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I, I agree. I, I agree. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed that. Um, let's see what else we got. Um, one is the director. Um, the director of this movie is named Destin uh, Daniel Cretton. And I've seen a couple of his movies prior to this. I've seen uh, this film that I enjoy very much. It's called Short Term 12. It uh, has uh, Brie Larson, Lakeith Stanfield, and uh, um, dude that's going to be the new Bond movie, um, Rami Malek. And in this one, it's tackled stuff about like trauma and, you know, really heavy subject matter. Okay. And I really feel that he really brought what he had done with that movie into this one and I feel that they re he really understands like human emotion and 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 you know anger and frustration and sadness yeah. and, and I and I really feel that he's someone who understands human emotion and human depth very well and I really understand why he was chosen to direct this movie and I really feel that he did a very good job with the film in portraying these characters who are very troubled and have things in their past that they haven't resolved very well. And I really do feel that that is one of his gifts and I do hope to see that moving forward if, if there is uh, Shang-Chi 2 greenlit, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah, so, so do you have anything to add, Carl? Nothing at all. I, I said everything that I had to, to say, bro. All right. So we're going to move on and we're going to talk about the bad. Oh. Now, the only the only one bad that I have to say is, um, in fact, two, um, two bads. One would be, I guess, the comedy at times. Yeah. I, I do feel that the MCU needs to work on their comedy and really strike a proper blend between drama and comedy and not really overstuff it as much. Um, another one is that they didn't tackle the subject of people returning from the snap. Yes, I wanted to talk about that too. Yeah, I so, wanted to talk about that. You know, I enjoyed, um, have you seen Falcon and Winter Soldier? Yes, I did. All right, so I really enjoyed that show because it really tackles subjects about people returning from the snap, how people are processing it emotionally and, 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 and physically, like how, like, for example, right, um, uh, Sam goes to the bank, right, to get a loan for his sister. Yes, sir. And do for some reason... Um, he can't get a loan because he did, he was he he didn't even exist like five years prior. And what I'm interested in is that how do average people feel about it? Like, are there support groups? Do people bond over it? How do people feel about it? 
are there people who are to a certain extent resentful to the Avengers because they think that they brought this to their world or you know like like they didn't I don't feel that they tackled that very well no like also they didn't mention like if um that character was gone for like five years and then for me my problem was um I was expecting Shang-Chi to be like the same age as Spider-Man but he looked older so it um made me think um was he gone I I agree I, I they didn't mention that they never said like they never explained like what happened to Shang-Chi or the other member of the Ten Rings? Like, how was the Ten Rings affected by the snap? And how was... Because the snap affected everything. Everyone. Like, the entire yeah. universe. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And we never really got a sense or an explanation of what had happened to the everyday person during the snap. Yeah. Like, they, they never explained, like... Um, like... Okay, you have Wenwu, who is the uh, guy who basically runs the show for the Ten Rings, right? Yeah. But there is something that happened beyond his control, which is the snap. Half his forces are gone. What did he think about that? And mm. he, 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 he's like the leader of the Ten Rings, right? But yeah. he knows that there's, there are powers way beyond him that decimated half his forces with a snap of a finger. And I feel probably that probably gone too. I yeah, they, they never they never even mentioned that. And not only that, but maybe hmm, this is a theory that I had. Maybe the people who live in a little pocket dimension in, in Tao Lao, I am thinking maybe they weren't affected by the snap because they're so far reach in their other realm that they were, they were protected. That, oh. that, that's a theory. Yeah. I, I can't be too sure of it. That's, yeah. And then also, in the beginning of the movie, when they said the, when the dad was like trying to find the realm, they put the date, 19... 19- 96 mm-hmm. so i was expecting like um after that like yo in which year shang chi is like set on you know but then they put mm-hmm. present day so it, present day so it well, made me confuse like which year i, I agree set. i don't know at what year maybe it must have taken place sometime during um no 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 it takes place after endgame yeah so people are brought back and i'm wondering hmm. i don't know I that, that, that's, a, that's a, a mistake truck one that's a tr- that's a tricky one because yeah and this is something <laughs> that's been somewhat of an issue for the mcu is that there it's overcrowded you know what i'm saying yeah there are yeah. so many characters so much history and lore and even right now like people are asking their, themselves the question of how are they going to bring the x-men into the mc right and the x-men is like what 50 to 100 characters or more so you have 
the X-Men, the Brotherhood of Mutants, um, Genosha, you have uh, Wolverine, you know, like Apocalypse, you know, not only that, but I'm sure Kevin Feige wants to do the Dark Phoenix storyline and really do it justice because Fox never did it right in X-Men yeah. 3 and, and, and uh, the, 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 the new film. And I feel that they are, it's going to be a struggle for them, to be honest with you, because you're going to have to, you're going to have to really set that up and, and, and do all that stuff. And I am, however, wondering, you know, how are they going to tackle this issue about people coming back and people who left? And not only that, but there's like a gap here between um, Infinity War and um, and uh, what you call it? the end of Endgame. End game. So there's yeah. five years in between. There's... What happened in between those five years? Something. Like, I understand that it's the wrong movie to do it in, and I understand that this is a film where you want to focus it on the main character, which is yeah. Shang Chi. But I am, however, wondering how does the events prior affect the events of this movie specifically? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I really do hope that we have a better sense of what is happening and how do, um, how, how, how do we move forward? Like, how do we, how, how do people feel about being snapped away and being brought back? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel that, you know, you have stuff like that scene in WandaVision, right? When, uh, uh, I forgot her character. She was the daughter of Monica Rambo. I haven't Maybe seen it. You haven't seen WandaVision? No. Nah, All right, yet. but a little spoiler here, but there is a moment where they bring, they show us like every, how people, how people are being brought back, right? Yeah. And I feel that what I wanted to see a bit more is how do people feel about that? But, you know, I, I've been on this topic a little bit too long, but I, I really do hope that the MCU figures Six that steps. out. And uh, we see that in other movies and future shows. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, and I have a, f- a few bads. Uh, go ahead, go ahead. Um, I hate the fact that they didn't give a backstory to the villain, to the dad, like how he found the rings. Uh, uh, what mm-hmm. was he doing? Uh, what type of person he was before? Um, I mean, they touched before. on it a little bit, but not too much. Mm-hmm. But I think it helps to show the uh, ambiguousness of uh, Wen Wu. Like, okay. he's someone who's lived many lives, and he's someone who has had many names. Yeah. And you can never tell which is which. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I, I guess so. I, I would have liked a bit more insight into how he found the rings. And that's basically what I would like to, to know. Also, uh, for... Shang-Chi, they didn't give us like a scene of how he killed his mom's killer. Mm. Like what um what made him like not coming back if it was trauma or like something like that. And who was taking care of him 
after like what he had to do. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm assuming. Hmm. That's yeah. I, I agree. I, I'm assuming either that I'm willing to bet that he didn't kill him, or maybe he did. I don't know. I have to when the when the film is available on streaming, I'll have to rewatch it. Watch it. Um, yeah. Maybe he did. Maybe he didn't. I would say that he. Um, I do think that he killed him because um, at at the scene, like close to the end, when he was talking to uh, Katie, mm-hmm. he he told Katie that he did what he had to do. Uh, next, he's gonna kill his dad because his dad trained him to be he killed an him. assassin. Mm-hmm. Yes, so I I do think that, but they should have touched it more on it. Also. Uh, his sister mm-hmm. like how did she escape they said it but i wanted to see more i her. agree I, I think we need to get a bit more backstory um i am however wondering I'm, I'm assuming that maybe being trained in martial art they must have also been trained in and how to blend in i guess and how to create fake documents and paperwork and stuff like that so I assume that maybe he has one of those aliases and he had someone to help him out with that or some, maybe his dad taught him how to create fake, fake paperwork and documents. Maybe maybe, maybe to that yeah. extent. Um, hmm. All right, let, let's talk about the future now of the MCU. Yeah. All right, so what this does is that this creates a whole new world within the MCU of high fantasy. So... This basically introduces us to something new, kind of like how Thor brought us to Asgard, how Black Panther brought us more into the world of Wakanda, Wakanda. and Guardians brought us into new planets and a wider universe within the MCU. And I really am interested in seeing more of this world and seeing the other cities that exist within the realm of, uh, maybe I might Talo? be pronounced, yeah, Talo. maybe I'm pronouncing it wrong, maybe I might be wrong with some, but it's, <laughs> it's okay, it's okay. Um, but I am interested in seeing more of it, and seeing how other characters who are from that sort of Asian, um, you know, Asian culture, Asian culture like, Iron Fist, you know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. I don't know too much about Iron Fist. I did see the Netflix show. It wasn't the best. It was, it was pretty bad. Oh. Uh, and I think they might even have to recast the actor that plays uh, that played Iron Fist because uh, he wasn't he the good. best. He wasn't good. And I'm, however, wondering how does this how do... Uh, I, know, I know that Shang-Chi and Iron Fist are two different characters and one of the things that people are wondering is like people want to see like Iron Fist and fight a Shang-Chi and see who would win in a fight. And I'll be honest with you, I want to see that too. <laughs> and I am however wondering that maybe this kind of opens the door slightly to the world of Iron Fist, maybe. What, what do you think? True. I do think the same thing, but I'll I'll bet my money on 
Shang-Chi, bro. I'm mm. putting my money on him because now he has 10 rings. Yeah, I agree. But we don't, but we don't know if he's going to be immortal because his, his dad was because of the rings, right? Hmm. I, I agree. I, I'm, I'm, however, I'm wondering if uh, he is a, if he is immortal and and see how he's going to use his rings differently than his dad did. Yeah. And also, little slight note, I, I really enjoy how they uh, how they use the rings differently because in the comics the rings are like finger like, rings, right? Yeah. And in this one, they're more like the uh, bracelets. Where yeah. uh, in the uh, Hungar uh, style of martial arts, which is based on which it's actually inspired earthbending in Avatar. Um, oh. Yeah, that's it. so and go. it's like yeah. more like strong stances. If you remember yeah. how an avatar, it's like yeah, more yeah, like yeah, yeah. strong stances, being tough, like a rock and stuff like that. And you kind of really see that in the way that they were fighting, fighting, uh, especially with the uh, the uh, the old braces uh, there on the uh, on the forearms. And uh, I am really excited to see more of that high fantasy. Um, now. Let's talk about that first post credit scene. <laughs> all right, Hilarious. all right, all right. Um, so, all right, it is interesting that we see um, Wong coming to them. You have to take that into account first because I am assuming that Doctor Strange is busy, either with Spider Man or he's on his own little side adventure in the multiverse of madness. Yeah. And I am, and we, we learned that um, he, he wants to, like Wong wants to see the 10 rings and want to, wants to see what they're made and what they're made of. And of course we see um, Captain Marvel and, um, and Bruce Banner, Bruce Banner. who, isn't Hulk anymore? Isn't Hulk? It isn't Professor Hulk anymore? No. Which I am thinking maybe he either through magic they brought him back to his old form, and also what's interesting is that he still has uh, has the um, the arm cast on his arm because his his arm didn't fully heal yep. from Endgame when he brought everybody back. You remember? But it's slowly healing because I, I, I remember, it, yeah, it's slowly healing, yeah. Because his neck used to have like scars, but then yeah, it's but gone. I, I think it, he might be healing. Yeah, I, I think yeah. so. Um, so we don't know what's it, what's what it's all about. They talk about the rings and what they're made of and how long were the rings here on Earth for and you know, it's been for a thousand years. And right now what they're saying is the rings have been here longer than that. Longer. And it has been sending a beacon for like the whole time. I don't know, man. Listen, listen. Uh, all right, all right, all right. Hold on. So I have a few things. Okay. I'm assuming. All right. Have you seen Loki? I've seen a few scenes, but I haven't. No. All right, so go ahead. Bro. I'm gonna spoil some stuff for you. Okay, so in the final episode of Loki, we meet 
he who must he who he who remains. So he is a variant of Kang, the Conqueror. Yeah. So oh, yeah, okay. Kang the Conqueror in the comics is someone who has who has had a long feud with the Avengers and he has been traveling through time. And yeah. I am guessing that maybe um, it's one of his possessions. The rings? The rings. I'm assuming that maybe it's one of his possessions which might be calling to him and might be setting up a multiversal war within the, the MCU because at the end yeah. of uh, Loki, um, the variant of Loki called Sylvie, the, the, the female Loki, kills he who remains and because of it ca- causes branches within the multiverse, which will lead to a multiversal war, which had me at the edge of my seat and had me scared shitless. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because y'all saw Thanos was bad. <laughs> y'all ain't seen nothing no. And um, I'm, yeah. So, so that's I'll, basically what I'm thinking about. Uh, go, go ahead, Carl, go ahead. Um, I don't know. I've been thinking about the rings too. Like, I do think that the rings has like, a link to the eternal and uh, the celestials Celestial, and, yeah. and also i don't know well like my guts is like telling me that the rings are like connected to galactic i forgot galactic pronounces galactus i don't know like calling him to like take it back i don't know because there's like so I, much i mean here's the thing here's the thing <laughs> galactus is far too big a villain for the MCU yeah, to, 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 to handle. And I'm sure that they're not going to tease him, at least not yet. Because not yet. for one, I think the new villain who's going to replace Thanos is going to be Kang, who we will meet in Ant-Man 3. And yeah. I feel that he is going to play a part in um, the Fantastic Four movie that's coming out. I believe in 2023, it's going to be the last movie within phase four. After phase okay. four, we move into phase five. Phase five. After, after 2023, we move into um, phase five where we have Blade, and the, which I'm excited for. And I do hope it's rated R. Same. I mean, I know that Kevin Feige won't do it because, you know, it's Disney, so Disney has to be PG-13, but Come on, man. This is this is, this is a vampire, it, man. This, you have blood everywhere. You have uh, a guy who chopped that motherfucker's man. I, I want to see that brought to uh, brought to live action. You know what I mean? We we saw that yeah, in the yeah. old film with Wesley Snipes. I want to see that again. So I am really interested in seeing what this could mean. I mean, I am thinking Galactus. I am, however, thinking maybe it might connect to. There was a comic book run in um, in the eighties called Secret Wars, and I've talked about this in on my on, on this podcast in in my Loki review. If you want to, if you guys want to uh, go back and want, listen to that, um, okay. and this is was something really big for Marvel during the eighties, and. You only want, I'm going to show you my screen and so that you can have an idea of what I'm uh, what I'm talking about. about. Yeah. 
All right. Uh, I'm reading it won't let me open my screen, but it's okay. I, I, I remember the, uh, the story of, uh, a little bit of the story of uh, Secret Wars. So this was a big event and they were saying how is this tied into the multiverse and you basically have the Beyonder who has an obsession with superheroes and supervillains and pits them into like a in a gladiator type of fight arena. And I remember the Russo brothers around the time that Endgame was, was released and stuff like that, they were saying that um, if y'all thought Endgame was something, Secret Wars was going to be crazier than Endgame. So I don't know what this could mean. I am thinking that maybe this could be a signal to a greater power within the universe, but I don't know. That, that's just like it's speculation at this point. I, I'm not too sure about it either. We'll just have to wait and see, man. Yeah. Uh, all right. So the ten rings. All right. So we had a second uh, post-credit scene uh, regarding the ten rings. So we learned that Shang Chi's uh, sister, Shang Chi's sister, didn't dismantle the ten rings organization. No. So she did like a whole one eighty flip. Like <laughs> fuck that. I'm keeping this shit going. <laughs> We're gonna keep this. We're gonna we're gonna keep the money train going. You know what I'm saying? All the yeah. shit that we used to do, we ain't changing that. We're just gonna go bigger, better, and stronger. And of course, this will clash with um, Shang Chi. And I'm really interested in seeing where do we move forward with this because the Ten Rings have been in the MCU for a while, going back to Iron Man One. Uh, a little bit in Iron Man uh, 2, uh, Iron Man 3, of course. We saw it We saw it in the Ant-Man where you had the uh, uh, someone who represents the Ten Rings wanted to buy the uh, Pym Particles and stuff like that. Yeah. And I am wondering how does, how do they, how do we move forward with the, the Ten Rings organization? And what would they mean moving forward in the MCU? So I am thinking that maybe hmm. I don't know. I actually don't know. I mean, I could see it. I mean, this could link back to secret invasion. Secret invasion in within the world of the MCU is um, it, 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 a secret. You know, you know the story of secret invasion. No. So secret invasion is basically all your Marvel heroes are replaced by the scrolls, right? The scrolls in, that we see in, uh, in Captain Marvel. And you have this big conspiracy. And right now they're, they're just, uh, last year they've just uh, greenlit a, uh, a TV show about it. And right now I believe they're filming. And, hmm. 
this could link to secret invasion, maybe. They might, I think the scrolls might use the resources of the Ten Rings in order to, um, you know, to use it to their advantage, I guess. Okay. And I have another idea that, all right, do you remember uh, the last episode of uh, Falcon Winter Soldier? Yes. With uh, Sharon Carter? Yeah. And how now that she's a part of the uh, the CIA now, she is going to use her position to arm terrorist groups all over the world. So I'm yeah, thinking I do remember that. that. Huh? You don't remember that? I, I do, I do, I do, I do. So I'm thinking that we might see that in play moving forward. That, that That's a big if, maybe, because seeing as how... Um, she has the resources and she will use her influence to basically, um, you know, give weapons to other terrorist groups and stuff like that. Talking about Shang-Chi's sister, um, mm. I really want to see a TV show with her and her like... And you mean a TV show regarding the Ten Rings? Uh, not just regarding... yeah. Yeah, well, the temple, like what she's like doing, like her own show. You, you know um, what I want to see? I want to see a, a TV show about the Ten Rings and all the events that they've uh, they've been in, in, in during history. Because the Ten Rings that date, dates back to almost a thousand years, right? Or longer yeah. than that. So I'm wondering how have they influenced the events of history moving forward, you know, not well moving forward, but like during like events in history, like in World War One, World War Two, um, kind of like people who were sitting behind the, the, the wayside and and really manipulating things, manipulating things with puppet strings. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. I, I like to see more of that, and and really understanding. Um, a bit more of their history and not only that but also see a bit more of uh, of uh whatchamacall a little bit more of uh, the, the Shang-Chi sister and seeing a bit more about how she takes and I also am wondering if maybe this will I mean it will I think that we'll have we'll have a conflict between Shang-Chi and his sister and you know, Shang-Chi will be like, shut the organization down, you lied to me. And uh, and uh, Shang-Chi's sister is like, I'm not shutting shit down. I'm keeping this shit going. <laughs> going, yeah. Because she had her small business. In uh, Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, so it, it kind of makes sense, you know? So Yeah, and I'm also wondering. Hmm. So you remember the woman who came to uh, the U.S. agent. Yeah, in Falcon Winter Soldier. No, not okay. at the end. Oh, there was a no, woman no, no, with no, purple just... hair who was wearing like high, yeah. heel high heel shoes. Um, yeah. I forget her name, but she seems to be playing more of a uh, Nick Fury type of character okay. where she is assembling all of these, uh, these rogue uh, heroes to being a part of what I would think might be the Dark Avengers. Um, 
we forgot to mention that we saw the abomination in this movie, right? Yes. Fighting Wong. We did. Yeah. And I'm assuming that maybe, just maybe, we might see a anti-Avengers group in the future. Like could be, man. Could be. I mean, we don't know, man. I mean, listen, man, we can speculate all day, you know. Uh, yeah. we can spend hours talking about what this could mean, but Overall, we'll have to wait and see, like any other MCU movie. Um, the next one is going to be um, The Eternals, and then Spider-Man No Way From Home. And uh, we'll have I'll to see, in. man. We'll have to see. Um, again, Carl, thanks again. And before, before, before we head out, the rating. And, the rating. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, all right, then. Um, I forgot to give my rating for the Suicide Squad, so I'm just going to quickly say that. My rating for the Suicide Squad is basically a solid 8.5 out of 10. Now to Shang-Chi, what is your rating, Carl? I'll give it a 9.2 out 9. of 10. 9.2 out of 10. That's a and- lot. Why? It's because the movie, like, I had low expectation for the mm. movie. Then when I left the movie theater, bro, the movie was fantastic. They killed every scenes. They killed um, the music, the villain, the backstory, the CGI, the motives, and just the whole movie just exceeded. It went beyond my expectation, bro. That's it. I, I, I agree. I, I would give the movie a solid 9 out of 10. Um, it really killed my expectations, and I really feel that you know, this is something that Marvel has been really good at, which is taking characters that we know nothing about and bringing them to the big screen and making us love and appreciate them. Hence why um, Guardians work so well. Um, that's why stuff like, you know, like people, like, um, like they, they, Marvel has done a good job bringing characters that nobody really knew or cared about and really giving them life and oh well man I have to say it but I have to bring up DC but I really do feel that they need to do the same thing a bit as well but overall great film and I hope to see more of it and you know thanks Carl again for being a part of this podcast and uh We'll be sure to do this again another time. And uh, thank you again. And um, this is, of course, your host, Brian. And we'll be sure to see you another another time reviewing No Time to Die coming out pretty soon and all that good stuff. All right, man. Take care, everybody.